Welcome back to Colorful, the podcast from ColourPop Cosmetics. Uh, My name is Tiana Grulovich. You may not know my voice, but I am the social media director here at ColourPop. Now, I am so excited about today's guest, Michaela Nagara, who some of you guys might know from her TikTok, where she has 3.7 million followers. Now, Michaela, from an early age, knew that makeup was gonna be her life. She had been playing with makeup since she was 10 years old um, and really, as she would say, popped off on TikTok amidst the global pandemic in the spring of 2020. Uh, We're gonna talk to her today about her journey from working at Ulta to just being so makeup obsessed to filming her first TikTok, which was farm animals with her mom to a fateful hack that changed her life on that platform forever. Please welcome Michaela Nagara. What's poppin'? I'm super happy to be here. (laughs) Amazing. Where are we talking to you from? You're near Boston? So born and raised in Massachusetts, but not Boston. A lot of people think I'm from Boston, but I'm actually from an area called New Bedford, which a lot of people from Massachusetts, Rhode Island would probably know where that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. It's like, it's actually so refreshing to talk to a beauty influencer who is not based in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely something I was a little bit nervous about. Raw Beauty Christie was actually my inspiration. Oh yeah. She's in Washington, right? She, you know, didn't have to move to LA to have her career blow up. So she definitely inspired me to push myself to the next level considering I'm from New England and I don't know a lot of influences who live in New England, you know? I love it, paving the way. I mean, Christy too, I feel like so much of what she does and even that collaboration that she did with us isn't so inspired by where she lives. It is like such a big part of her too, I love that. Yes, I loved her collection, it was amazing. It was very much her and that's what I loved about it. Yeah, me too. Um, I also just want to point out, I don't, obviously our listeners are not seeing this, but like you came to this interview in like a full beat that I just cannot even get over. I'd love for you to visually try to explain the amazingness that I'm seeing. Like, what are you wearing? It's like this amazing mint shadow. Yeah, so it's, I guess lime green would be the color story, but it's a cut crease with a double flare wing some false lashes. But yeah, it's like lime greens. There's some shimmer on the lid, a little bit of turquoise. And this eye look would take me, my whole face usually takes about two hours, but the eyes itself usually take about an hour. It's amazing. Thank I'm you. so inspired. <laughs> I put on I put on blush for you. Uh. Um, this is like <laughs> as far as as my makeup looks go. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about how you sort of started out You really blew up over the course of 2020 and mostly in quarantine. So I'd love to sort of know how this started out for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely the most fascinating part to me. And I can talk forever about this. So interrupt me whenever you want. So March of 2020 was when my life just completely changed. And it was absolutely insane. So I've loved makeup my entire life. I started doing it when I was 10 years old. My story of how I got into makeup isn't exactly happy-go-lucky, but that's no problem. I'm fine talking about it. So all my life, pretty much, I've been overweight and I've been kind of bullied for how I looked, especially how I speak. I definitely have a deeper voice for a woman. That's okay. Being teased and, and bullied growing up 
for how I looked definitely had an impact on my life. So when I was 10 and I discovered makeup, and I actually discovered makeup because my mom had a good friend who was selling Avon. I don't know if you know anything about yeah. Avon makeup, but- For real. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> my uh, mom's friend offered to sell us some Avon, and my mom asked me if I wanted to try it out. I had never tried makeup before, but I said, let's give it a shot. I got myself one of those little eyeshadow quads with four shadows. I got an, uh, a pencil eyeliner. I got some mascara, and I just started playing around with it. It's not necessarily that I started using makeup to feel better about how I looked, but I, I did start using makeup because it was such an amazing escape. You know, my mother's an artist. She went to school for that. She went to college for that. My father is an antique appraiser. He works with antiques. And my brother, growing up, always could draw really cool comic characters. And everyone had, like, this artistic talent. And I was like, where's mine? What's mine? Like, <laughs> um, but I noticed right away, like, I, I do think you can grow and learn how to improve with makeup. But for me, it was like, I feel like I have a talent in this world. So that was really special to me. And then from 10 years old to now, I've just been obsessed with makeup. Like I am obsessed with it. I cannot, I literally <laughs> cannot live without it. It's, it's my life, so. I wanna know what Michaela's first makeup look as a 10 year old was. Do you remember? <laughs> Yeah, so obviously when you're 10 years old, you don't know much about makeup. And this was 12 years ago, so like makeup was a lot different back then, even though I'm still pretty young. But for me, it was, believe it or not, I would use that Avon quad, and it was the four eyeshadows. I had two of them. I had a blue one, and I had a purple one. And I would just do a very dark blue smoky eye all over my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was it. I would put black eyeliner on my waterline underneath and the dark blue, purple, blue or purple, I'd pick one or the other, smoky eye. And that was it. I wouldn't do foundation. I wouldn't do eyebrows. I wouldn't do lips. It, it was just that. <laughs> so was it great? <laughs> no, but I was only 10. So I'm still in middle school, <laughs> but um, it was cool. I really respect my mother for allowing me to wear makeup that young. You know, a lot of kids that age aren't allowed to. So I thought that was really cool that she let me. I was, of course, like one of the only kids at school wearing makeup. You get funny looks when you're wearing makeup and you're only 10, but I just loved it anyways. Like nothing would stop me from doing it. <laughs> I think when you have that artistic ability with it, it is just such a form of artistry and self-expression that it's just like sort of on another level. I kind of like equate it to just being an artist as well. Like it, when you can kind of do the things that you are able to do, it's really astounding. Yeah, so from there, essentially I just kept practicing and practicing. I was wearing it every day. When I turned 15, I noticed I started actually getting better at it. And I said to myself, I think I can do something with this. So I actually entered a young entrepreneurship competition and it was in Boston and I essentially had to write an entire business plan to create a business as a kid so 15 you didn't have to be like an adult or anything um mm -hmm. so I wrote an entire business plan of what I would do if I was like a beauty consultant and it's all theoretical it's not real but it's just for the competition yeah. So I wrote like a 50 page business plan about how I would be a beauty consultant and a makeup artist and how I would create this portfolio of clients. I would have a website. 
And I ended up winning the competition and I got flown down to Florida to pitch to some people out in Florida. And that was really like the moment for me where I was like, makeup is my life and I want to do something with it. I didn't know what. I had no idea what. I didn't know if I wanted to be a makeup artist. I didn't know if I wanted to work at a makeup store at the counter. I didn't know, but I knew that's what my calling was, what I needed to do, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. It also, for most people, it doesn't happen that early. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Not everyone is so sure about it. Yeah. So when you're sure, you're like, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> So from there, I actually did create a YouTube channel and I was filming YouTube videos. But what ended up happening was college was approaching and I wanted to get my degree and I didn't have time to do YouTube in college. So I ended up pushing YouTube to the side, even though my viewership was growing. And I always wonder like how things would be different if I kept going on YouTube back then. Mm -hmm. But everything happens for a reason. So I just think about that time and think about where I am today. And I, I really appreciate the fact that I never gave up in the first place, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So you, you paused your YouTube career to go to college. What did you study? How do, how was that like? <laughs> yeah. So uh, one thing about me, an extremely important thing to me is education and learning. That's like, Second to makeup is education. I absolutely loved school. I was star student. I thrived on going to school every day. It was the best part of my day for me going to class. So I went to Bryant University, which is in Smithfield, Rhode Island, and it's a business school, but they do have a small program for communication, marketing, and media, which was my degree. So communication, marketing, and media is what I have a degree in. I went for four years. I have a bachelor's degree and college was an amazing experience for me. I do think my degree has helped me a lot with mm -hmm. what I'm doing now because, I mean, it's a marketing degree <laughs> um, in media, which is exactly what I'm doing on a daily basis now. So a lot of people ask me, like, do you regret getting your degree? Absolutely not. I loved college. I met some of my best friends at college. I had some of the most memorable experiences, and I'm really happy that right when I finished college is when my career sort of took off because I was able to close one chapter to start another, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think it also helps to have that foundation, right? I wonder like what place you would have been in if you had continued YouTube, but I feel like getting that business acumen, getting that experience, and also just like meeting people, meeting new friends, like that is just such a big part of that entire experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people ask me yeah. why didn't I go to cosmetology school or like an academy for beauty or something like that? And the answer to that is really, I just didn't feel like I could be successful in that, to be honest. I didn't think that I would be able to support myself financially as just a makeup artist. Because to be honest, like mm -hmm. being a makeup artist is a very challenging career. Aside from mm -hmm. what I do as a content creator, I'm just referring to a general makeup artist who has clients. It can be really tough, especially once COVID hit and mm -hmm. makeup artists weren't even allowed to work in Massachusetts. And I saw a lot of makeup artists really struggling. So uh, that mm -hmm. just held me back a lot. 
but I definitely don't regret not going to cosmetology school or beauty school because I sort of just feel like I have a natural talent and I've taught myself so much. Like I said, I love education. And I love to learn. So I've read books and books and books about beauty that have taught me so much. Mm -hmm. I know. I was also going to say, it's like when you, when you sort of know what would sort of add to that. It's interesting that you say that you kind of knew that your path wasn't sort of like the traditional makeup artist path. So what did you think it was? And when you look at where you are now, are you like, oh, this is like where I want it to be? Are you looking at this now and saying like, oh, can't believe I ended up here. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, so this might not make sense. It makes sense to me <laughs> and to other, other mm -hmm. people in my life. Growing up my whole life, I've always felt very different from just everybody. I've never fit in anywhere. And I just knew that something about me was really just not like anyone else. I, I don't know how to even explain it. It's just like this aura <laughs> that I have or something. I always said to myself, and people said it to me a lot growing up, is like, you are destined for so much more than you realize. Like you are gonna go somewhere unbelievable and you don't know where yet and I'm talking like when I'm like eight years old people are saying this to me <laughs> and that's how I'm, wow. that's how I'm feeling inside because growing up my mom used to sew me these very beautiful dresses and she used to do my hair and I used to always look red carpet ready at school <laughs> <laughs> um and I, I always just like stood out in all of the class pitches your eyes just go to me just because of how I looked. And um, something else about me is that I have always felt so comfortable in front of a camera. Like if you put a camera mm -hmm. in front of me, I just get so comfortable and happy and as if that's like what's meant to be for me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, I just like knew and people knew. I always jokingly said, I want to be famous one day. Not putting any value on that because of how challenging it is to uh, develop that popularity. And also considering I live in New England, like I said, that held me back my entire life because it was always put in my head, like you have to be in New York City or Los Angeles to make it. But I guess I'm proving that wrong. I don't know. <laughs> God, welcome to 2020. You can be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Or I guess 2021 now. Um, yeah. That is truly amazing. I kind of understand that concept. I feel like whenever you meet people who are sort of successful in your medium or in any other, you get that sense. It is also really hard to be comfortable on camera. Yeah. Like it, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot just, of people close up. Yeah. Just to be like vulnerable for a second. Growing up all my life, I had severe social anxiety. Like I can't really go to an airport by myself. Or I've never been on a train. I've never been on a public bus. I've never been on anything that's a large crowd of people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so weird. When a camera is put in front of me, all of my social anxiety just disappears. It's gone. So it's like been like a savior for me. And that's why I love posting on TikTok pretty much every day because it takes me out of that anxiety space and puts me into the world where I just feel so happy, you know? 
Oh my God, that's so amazing. I yeah. love that so much. Um, <laughs> that is rare. I hope you like you know that it's that's rare. I want to talk about TikTok again, going back to you just like really popping off in 2020 when lockdowns first started. Like, tell me about that. How did you like discover TikTok? How did you start making content? And when did you know that you had hit on something amazing? <laughs> yeah, so um, my TikTok story is so strange. Um, and a lot of people do not expect it essentially in March 2020 when covid got really bad my mother is a school counselor at an elementary school and i was in college so we were both we went remote so she was no longer at the school i was no longer at college we were both just home mm -hmm. and uh tiktok was big at the time and i was so bored <laughs> one day <laughs> and one of my good friends greg loved TikTok and told me I should just download it to watch some of the videos. I was nervous about it because I absolutely loved Vine and I would spend hours on Vine and I did not want that to happen again. <laughs> but, um, oh well. So essentially my mother needed a way to connect to her students who are elementary school students. And I suggested to her that she make TikToks that her students could watch. So I actually made a TikTok account to help my mom reach out to her students. So we have farm animals and our first TikTok video we made was a video showing all the farm animals and she just gave a tour of like our chicken coop and whatnot. And so that was the first video I put out. We had zero followers. We didn't follow anybody and we were just, <laughs> we were just sending those videos to the students. But all of a sudden I noticed that the video was getting thousands of views and I'm like, what is going on here? We don't have any followers. We don't follow anybody. What is this app? Like I didn't know anything about the algorithm. The mm -hmm. algorithm on TikTok is so different than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. So essentially I said to myself, okay, maybe I can just try to make a video for myself and see what happens. I had no social media regarding beauty or makeup or anything. I had my Michaela J makeup Instagram, which I still use now. It had 800 followers and I would post just random pictures all the time of my makeup, but I had no, I would get like 20 likes on a picture. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have like any social media background um, at that time. So there was at the time, thankfully, a challenge going around on TikTok. It was the catfish challenge mm -hmm. and you would show a before and an after. So no makeup and then makeup. And I said, all right, I'll try that out. So I did it. And obviously in the beginning, my acne was a major appeal to people um, because I was able to cover it in a way that it looked as if it didn't even exist. <laughs> that was definitely a turning point for me. But the first TikTok I ever made of myself blew up right away. Wow. And got hundreds of thousands of views, which I never anticipated, <laughs> right? So, and then I said, okay, let me try another one to see what happens. So the second one I posted, again, it just blew up. And... 
that's so rare, you know, where you just mm-hmm. blow up instantly. And I gained 200,000 followers overnight. Oh, my God. And I didn't even know how to handle that, right? But then when it got really crazy was when I somebody commented on one of my videos and said, can you show us how you cover that acne to make it look like you don't have any? Like, I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like that. Because a mm-hmm. lot of times when you have acne, it's it's textured. And when you put makeup on top of it, you can still see the texture. And yeah. you can still tell there's acne there. But over the years, I had just figured out a way to make it so there's no texture and that you can't even see it. I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't think it was some life-changing thing until I posted my first very viral video, which got 15 million views. And it was just me showing how I cover that acne to make it look like it's not there. And that's the video that changed my life. That's the video that ended up on tons of news platforms and a bunch of YouTubers recreated that trick or makeup hack in their YouTube videos. And I was just everywhere. My followers were growing rapidly and rapidly and it was it was crazy. <laughs> uh, and it's that's still, an- yeah. I was just going to say, that's amazing. I mean, I've read about this hack and how much time you've sort of put into it. But for everybody here, because you like really worked on this and this is like something that you developed over the course of quite some time, right? right. What do you do? Let's talk about that. Yeah. For those who might not be familiar with that particular video. Sure. So just a quick background. When I turned uh, 21, I developed severe mm-hmm. adult hormonal acne that I needed to figure out how to cover because it was annoying. So I essentially, you know, I have a great background in makeup. I knew tricks and tips and all that to cover acne, but I I really wanted to make it nearly invisible. So I ended up purchasing the Exuviance Radiance Serum from Ulta Beauty. And it's a very, very sticky serum. It's really sticky. And when you put it on the face, your, your face feels very sticky. And that's one of the most important steps. The biggest thing is to do all the steps. You can't skip a step. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people do skip a step and they don't see the same result. So just trust me, follow all the steps. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you put the Exuviance Radiance Serum, which is a sticky serum. You can use any other sticky serum though. It doesn't have to be that one because that one's really expensive. <laughs> but you can use any really sticky, it's typically labeled as a hydrating serum or a gripping serum. And then you you let that sit for two minutes. And then you take a gripping primer. Gripping primers are pretty new to the makeup world. Milk Makeup was sort of the first brand to like revolutionize gripping primer with the Milk Hydra Grip. So any gripping primer works. But in that video, I used the Milk Hydra Grip which is again, very sticky. So it makes your face pretty sticky, um, which is mm-hmm. The point really so you let the serum sit for two minutes then you put the primer on you let that sit for two minutes because you want things to absorb into the skin you don't want to go immediately into the next product because then it can blend the two things and it can make a weird formulation so and then you take a pot concealer the one i used in my video was the nas pot concealer it doesn't have to be that one again like i said just it should be a pot concealer because they dry down versus a liquid concealer, which doesn't necessarily dry down as well as a pot concealer. 
Mm-hmm. Then you take a clean brush and you dip into that pot concealer and you just put a decent layer of that concealer on top of any blemishes you have. It can work on scarring. It can work on hyperpigmentation. It can work on raised blemishes. Um, it can work on scabbed acne. It can work on anything really. And then the most important part of it is to let that concealer dry. So that's why I love the Nas Pot Concealer because it dries very well. And letting it dry creates like a spackle on the skin. So it it essentially forms like a layer over the face. So it forms Mm -hmm. a layer over that acne that you then go in with your foundation and the acne is hidden because it's hiding Mm -hmm. underneath that concealer, which forms a layer on the face. So it can take some practice to nail it down, but it really like helped me a lot when I had acne. And I love seeing people use that now all the time. It's like, it's like a normal thing I see on TikTok now. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) That's amazing. That's a thing that you did. Yeah, (laughs) didn't expect people (laughs) to like it so much, but it's what I love to do, so. Amazing. I wanna go back to sort of like the concealer hack you blowing up, beauty gurus doing this on YouTube and like people all over TikTok recreating it. After that, what was the moment where you're like, this can be my career? And like, how do I sort of like turn this into my career? What happened after that? Yeah, so videos go viral on TikTok all the time, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're suddenly an influencer and you can be super successful, right? Because <laughs> a lot of yeah. people on TikTok especially have just one or two videos go viral. And that's really mm-hmm. it. For me, I saw my video go viral. And I said to myself, Michaela, remember that eight year old version of you who saw herself going beyond whatever she thought she could and you spending your whole life denying that, this is the moment that you need to capture. So I said, all right, I'm diving in. And I started making TikToks every day. I started posting on Instagram way more and actually put an effort into my content. I started trying out different types of videos. So I would do reviews, tutorials, transition videos. I wanted to see what people liked. And thankfully, people like everything. So I, I, <laughs> I, I do all kinds of videos and people love them all, which is awesome. I think the big moment for me where I was like, I think I can make it in this industry was my first sort of brand deal, I guess, is what mm. you'd call it. Um, Anastasia Beverly Hills reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do a video for them. And that was the first time a brand had asked me to do something. This was in August of 2020. I didn't get brand deals right away because I'm pretty sure brands want to see you continue to grow to work with you. So Mm -hmm. from March to August, I was just rapidly growing. And once August hit, I just noticed my inbox was being flooded with deals. And that increased even more when I hit a million on TikTok, which is, of course, a major milestone. But that first brand deal in August 2020, I was like, this is amazing that a brand wants to work with me. Like, I go from being just this regular girl living in a farm area (laughs) to getting a brand deal from a brand I've used for years. And it was like, insane. But then I had to start making those high decisions. I was in graduate school at the time, getting my master's Mm -hmm. degree. 
in communication. And I had to decide if I'm going to continue in that program or do TikTok full time. And then I had to decide, am I going to stay at Alta Beauty or am I going to leave Alta Beauty and try to do this full time? And those are some of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. So mm-hmm. it's I feel like you've definitely made the right ones. <laughs> um, you have three point is it three point seven million followers I, I, on TikTok? I think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanna go back to so you used to work at Ulta. Was that something and I'm just like so inspired by your story of just like you're like, hey, this this is taking off, like I have confidence, this is like the path. But tell me about working at Ulta. Was that a decision that you consciously made because you're just going back to like you just being so obsessed with education and just sort of like teaching yourself these things and like learning everything there is to know about makeup. How did that happen? Yeah. So uh, the funny thing is my real dream at the time, my uh, (laughs) original dream was to actually work at Sephora. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I um, love Sephora and I applied again and again and again to Sephora, but I never got anywhere with it. So I said, let's try Ulta. So um, (laughs) sorry, Ulta. But um, so I ended up applying to Ulta. And two weeks later, I got a call from the store that I worked at. And her name was Lindsay. She was my manager. She was amazing. And she said, My name's Lindsay. I'm a brand new manager at this store. Your application looks amazing. Would you want to come in for an interview? And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'll drop everything right now and I'll drive over there. (laughs) Um, So this was going to be essentially a summer job because um, I applied to the store close to where I am from and I go to college an hour away from where I'm from. So it was planned Mm -hmm. to be like a summer job. So I went in for the interview. I did a makeup look like this, but it was purple, it was glittery, it was spackly, and I answered every question she had and she hired me right on the spot. And I kid you not, (laughs) and I've never done this in an interview, I just started crying. I started crying right in front of my new manager. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so happy. I was euphoric. I I don't know how to even express to people how much I love makeup. Mm-hmm. To be hired at a beauty store, let alone a massive beauty store, Alta Beauty, was one of the best days of my life, literally. <laughs> so <laughs> I was there for a year and a half and I loved every second of it. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love that. So, okay, forward back to August of last year, you're kind of at this crossroads. You're like, okay, do I leave school? Do I leave Ulta? How did you know? How did you know that this was like your path? Yeah, so the biggest thing for me was I didn't want to just jump the gun right when I went viral and immediately drop out of school and quit my job. (laughs) So I gave it, what, March, April, May, June, July, August. I gave it like six six to eight months because I wanted to see, am I growing? Do I love this? Is this everything mm-hmm. I thought it would be? And it absolutely is. It's amazing. I The one thing I am obsessed with is my fan base. They are 
insanely awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, am I able to grow on Instagram? Am I able to grow on TikTok? Am I able to consistently bring in an income with brand deals? And I only want to accept brand deals that I'm passionate about. Am I going to be getting Mm -hmm. those though? So I had all this hesitation, of course, that I had to figure out. And it was such an internal conflict for me. I think that the tipping point for me was I work with a brand, BoxyCham. I'm sure you've heard of that. Mm -hmm. uh, The monthly subscription. And that was like the first long-term contract I signed. So long-term meaning a year long. And it's a pretty big contract. So, and I ended up uh, Zooming with the CEO of BoxyCham. And he said, Michaela, I want you to sign this contract and I want you to go call your boss and quit your job. He said that to me. He said, <laughs> I want you to quit your job. <laughs> he said, Michaela, and, and this was really the moment for me. The CEO of BoxyCham said, Michaela, I don't know if other people are telling you this, but you have a potential that you need to capitalize on now. He said, you need Mm -hmm. to really pursue this. I see your passion. I see the work you put in. And I think you would be foolish if you did not put your whole hat into this. And I said, Mm -hmm. and I I went and told my dad right after the call. And my dad was like, so when are you doing it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, So that was literally the kind of the moment for me. And um, a week later, I told my boss, I said, I'm putting in my two weeks and I'm going to pursue being a full-time content creator and I'm going to see if I can do it. And the one thing that made me not so scared was I'm an intelligent girl. I have a college degree. I can always go back to school. So even if I didn't do well, as a content creator full-time, I can still be successful. I would just take a different path, that's all, so. Yeah, oh my God, like for sure. I love talking to you. This is like such an amazing conversation. You're just like so considered and smart. And I, <laughs> Thank you. Like, and you're also like just so lovely. Um, <laughs> I love all of this. Going back to, I love that you're careful about the brands that you work with. And you're also like really honest on your platform. Like you review things like from an honest perspective. When I watch your content, I know I'm not hearing lies. Like I know that like I'm getting the perspective of someone who's just like telling me how it is. And I feel like I've worked in social media for so long now. I get how the game works sometimes. And it's just really refreshing to see someone's content and be like, oh my God, this. That said, like, does that impact which brands that you work with? I also feel like brands now are probably really appreciative of like a very honest review. (laughs) Um, But how does that sort of impact like that kind of like honesty? How does that like impact the brands that you work with or who you know you want to work with? Sure. So, um, yeah, I'm so picky about who I work with. Mm because I I typically only work with brands that I've used and loved their products previously. Mm-hmm. By the way, every time I get an email from ColourPop that they want to work with me, <laughs> I literally die. <laughs> How many more emails do you want, Michaela? We can make it so many emails all the time. My favorite emails. ColourPop's my favorite brand. Did you know that? 
<gasps> I didn't know that. You Let's didn't? talk about that's amazing. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was your favorite brand. It is my favorite brand. That's why if you look at my TikTok, most uh-huh. a lot of my reviews are ColourPop. I review almost all of your collections because I'm just obsessed. But uh, <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. When did you first discover ColourPop? Um, wow. A long time ago, the first thing I ordered, I placed a massive order of a ton of the Super Shock shadows. But at the, oh, yeah. at the time, that was like the one of the only things she was selling. So mm-hmm. this must have been a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was the first product. Yeah, I have a ton yeah. of the Super Shock shadows. Oh my God, the day that I got asked to be on the ColourPop Pialis, I <laughs> literally lost it. <laughs> it was amazing. But um, yeah, so... Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That first video that I remember you using the soul bronzing bombs, I was like, what? I'm a recent addition to the ColourPop family. And at that time when I saw that, I was like, I didn't even know that these could be used for that. And I was like, holy shit, like what? Um, but yeah, let's talk through some of your favorite ColourPop products sure. and like what you're <laughs> kind of obsessed with right now. Yeah, I mean... Good thing you brought up that Soul bronzer because I use that almost every day. It is amazing. I love that product. It's the easiest way for me to give myself a little bit of color, like a sun-kissed mm-hmm. glow, and it's just so easy to apply. I love that product. I highly recommend everybody own that. I'm Shade Fair, which I love that you have a Shade Fair because I'm so pale. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. The biggest thing for me is the eyeshadow palettes. I absolutely mm-hmm. love your eyeshadow palettes. Um, I have a lot of them. What else do I love? Oh gosh, I love the Pretty Fresh line, the Pretty Fresh primer, the foundation, the set in spray or hydrated mist. Pretty Fresh line is one of my favorites. I love the blushes, the Super Shock blushes and the Super Shock highlighters. Th- that's just mm-hmm. like, those are my go-tos. Um, if I'm not filming one day and I'm just doing my makeup, I'm always going to my ColourPop blushes, my ColourPop highlighters. In that first order I placed with all those Super Shock shadows, I also bought a Super Shock highlighter, the Flexitarian highlighter, because Nikki Tutorials was obsessed with it at the time. And she said it was like the best highlighter to exist. So I had to get it. And it is. <laughs> it, it ColourPop Flexitarian highlighter is the best highlighter I've ever used. It's blinding. If you like a very intense highlighter, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's like, that's iconic, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you, have you tried the, have you tried the Animal Crossing collection? Is that what you're wearing right now? It looks like one of the palettes. <laughs> no, I did a video yesterday, though, about the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've never played Animal Crossing. I have a Switch and I have the Animal Crossing game, but I have never actually opened it up and played it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Did the collection sell out? I didn't check. I think we have like just a couple palettes left yeah. of the brown palette. Mm-hmm. What a hoot. Yeah. We just, I mean, it. we sold through most of it yesterday <laughs> in like an hour. It's wild. It is. It's so, so wild. I love your launches. Aw, uh, thank you. <laughs> Not that I have anything to do with it. It's like a massive team, but thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. um yeah we were really excited about that one too well it's crazy because i always read the comments on colourpop's posts and i was always seeing the animal crossing collection comments like all the time 
And I never thought you guys would come out with the Animal Crossing collection. I, I just didn't think that it would actually happen. Um, and then when I saw you guys announce it, I was like, they really went and did that. They really listened to these comments and put out that collection. So I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, we it's such a special place in that we really value the community that we have. Um, and because we move super fast, like we can actually, if someone's like, oh, make this or I want this, like our like collab and licensing teams are just like listening to like those comments all the time. And, you know, we are we are trying to move as quickly as possible and give people like things that they're asking for, which which I really love. And I think it's super rare. I mean, I, I came from like prestige beauty at places like L'Oreal and it is like really amazing to sort of see that connection, that connection with the customer and that, and also just like the price points too are really insane to me. I'm just like, how? I, I actually, the like talking about Pretty Fresh, I, in terms of a base, I just mostly use concealer and I had been using the Urban Decay Stay Naked Concealer for a very long time. It's also like the company that I used to work for. But I remember Laura, our founder, was like, oh, you should try the Pretty Fresh. You should try the Pretty Fresh. It's like really, really good. I know that Christy also loves our concealers. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to try this concealer. And it's really, it honestly, that Pretty Fresh concealer is the best concealer that I have ever used. It is wild to me that that it just like works so well and it I don't have to pay $30 for it. I'm just like, what is happening? Like what? Yep. Um, so I love that too. And I mean the same thing with the with the soul bronzing bombs. Like those are just like so wild to me. They like and honestly, like even the way that you sort of wear them, I did not when I first started, I was like, I don't think that I was like, can I use them on my face? <laughs> um and then I saw your content and I was like, oh yeah, she's She's telling me to do it. Um, <laughs> okay, so I obviously am a fan and I, you know, religiously watch your content. And I was watching the past few videos that you had about going on a date. And one thing that really stood out for me, like two things. One was, do you really get ready at eight, like start getting ready at eight o'clock in the morning? That is, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> Let's like talk about, let's just like talk about that process. Cause I was just like, oh my God, like <laughs> that is really amazing. Like, entire day of like self-care, <laughs> yeah. like talk about, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, I personally love going on dates. I think they're so fun and I do, I, I, I always look, you guys can't see me, but I always look put together. Like, honestly, um, I mm -hmm. always have my makeup done, my hair done. I'm always dressed in an outfit that matches my makeup. That's just my personality and how I style myself. But a date is a little bit different for me because I'm trying to impress someone else and not just myself. I try to impress myself every day with something. But <laughs> um, but I for those dates, I wanted to really see how put together I could make myself look, I guess. So I'd never done self-tanner. And that's what I did in one of the videos. I tanned my uh, skin with self-tanna for the first time. And it came out great. I was shocked. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I loved how it came out. It just gave me like a little bit of color because I am so fair. Um, and then there's so much else. For my most recent one, I went to the nail salon. 
I got my nails done professionally. Um, and then afterwards, me and my friend, we went to IHOP. <laughs> we had some, we had some <laughs> breakfast. And then, you know, yeah, so I do. I get up at 8 a.m. I From 8 to 9, I'm doing the self-tanner. Then at 9, we went and got our nails done. That was done at like 11. And then we grabbed mm-hmm. breakfast to have a little break in between there. And then uh, I got back at around 1230. And I showered off the self-tanner, washed my hair, shaved. Then I have to get out of the shower. I got to do the makeup. And the makeup I, I take my time with. And I always do. But... I take like two hours for the makeup usually just because I love doing it. So I'm, I'm going slow. I'm watching what I'm doing and I'm filming those TikToks in between, which takes me some time. Um, and then I do my hair, which takes me like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on if I'm straightening or curling it. And then the outfit, getting dressed, picking the outfit. And then I always fil- <laughs> I filmed like the reveal TikToks for those occasions. But it's a whole day. It's a full day. But I make it fun. I don't I don't make it stressful. If anything, it eases any stress that I'm feeling, right? Because it's really fun mm-hmm. for me to film videos and do self-care type things and just have a good time in that way. So I loved filming those dating series and people really liked those. So <laughs> Yeah. I also really loved when you revealed that you're like, you found out who I am. <laughs> yeah. Um he, he was very sweet about it. I was shocked. He told me he was so proud of me and that um, oh. <laughs> he was like just so supportive and like, and he also told me, he said like, don't worry, I'm not gonna like invade any of your privacy or personal space and I'm just like proud of what you do and I love what you do and I think it's awesome. And he's, he's like, don't worry about anything. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it's like, oh, so you're low-key, you're low-key famous. Um, <laughs> there's like this really great, uh, it actually reminded me, there was this really great interview with with Adele. Uh, she was like talking about how she went on a date and the guy like had no idea who she was, <laughs> but he went into her bathroom and just like saw a bunch of Grammys and a bunch of awards and was like, pardon? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, I mean, I try to keep it yeah. a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think it's going to just become harder and harder to do that yeah. as you grow. <laughs> um, I want to um, sort of wrap things up with like a final question. Like, what is next for you? Like, where do you sort of see yourself going from here? Sure. So there is <laughs> there is uh, there's a lot coming. A lot that I can't mm. talk about because. It's just not revealed yet, but um, 2021 is going to be amazing. I cannot wait for everything coming up. The biggest thing for me is I want to do YouTube again. I want to try it again um, and see what happens. I'm really scared to do YouTube. That's why I'm not on there yet because it's a lot of work that I feel like people don't really realize. Oh, God, the editing. The and filming, it's the a editing, lot. the coming up with mm-hmm. the content ideas. And that would be on top of TikTok and Instagram. So I'd love to do YouTube. I actually just signed with a manager today. Uh, so, oh, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. This is amazing. Literally right before this, I signed the, the <laughs> agreement. So I'm really excited because that's going to take a little bit of stress off of my shoulders because I was doing everything mm-hmm. by myself. 
So now it doesn't have to be like that. So, but 2021 is going to be amazing and I can't wait um, to actually like share all the things going on. <laughs> I love that. Actually, part B, I'd love for you to share any kind of advice for people who want to be on a similar path or even people who are like, I know I'm sort of meant for more and my path might not just be as traditional as um, as other people think it should be. What kind of advice would you give to those people? I'll give like two different kinds of advice. The first kind of advice I would give is just don't be afraid to show your personality and just like be totally yourself. Because in the beginning of my TikTok, I wasn't being myself at all because I was a little bit nervous. I wasn't sure how people were going to react to my personality because it's a little bit extra, you know, it's a little bit uh, aggressive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but um, now on TikTok, I'm like fully myself. And that's been amazing for me. And I would just say, just completely be who you are. If you're a little weird, a little strange, a little funny, that's fantastic. Just be that because that's what people like to see. They like to see people who are just totally authentic and genuine. And that's what I've really strived to be. The other piece of advice I would give, like if you're trying to be a content creator in any sort of fashion, um, I'm in beauty, obviously, but invest in things like a high quality camera or a ring light or anything like these headphones I bought today for this podcast. <laughs> I'm so honored. <laughs> um, if you just have equipment, um, and I know that can be mm -hmm. expensive, but like I have seen people who have so much talent in like whatever it may be that they're doing, but say the image quality is really low or the video quality is really low, it does kind of affect that for them. And I would just say, like, try to invest if you can. Save up some money. That's what I do. I save up as much as I can, and then I'll buy something. And then I'll, I'll just save up again, and I'll buy something. <laughs> I love that. Really amazing advice. Michaela, thank you. This was such an honor. Honestly, just really music to my ears is you being like, every time Colourpop sends me an email. So I, I hope that we send you so many emails that there's nothing but Colourpop <laughs> responses that you have to get back to. Thank you so much for joining us here today. What an thank honor. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs>